Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is our third specialty Halloween episode. Austin Grant and I sat down and talked about some of our favorite spooky Halloween novels, the Goosebump series, as well as Scary Tales You Tell in the Dark. So these are two book series that we absolutely loved growing up. And, and it's something that, you know, it always kept us in the Halloween spirit kind of throughout the entire year. And we talked about the things that we loved about these books. So I, I used to love going to the Scholastic Book Fair when I was a kid. I don't even know if they still have that. I hope they have that because it was such an incredible time, uh, you know, as, as a young kid in elementary school to go to the book fair and I'd save up my money all year. And a lot of the times I'd buy all the Goosebump books that I didn't already have. Uh, that are super fun. <laughs> it, was, it was usually one of the two uh, that I was getting during that time. I think I got some Hardy Boys as well, uh, if, if I remember right. I, I always loved the book fairs, but the Goosebump books were ones that we would always get. And the Scary Tales books, we would we loved getting those. So I'd see them in the library uh, when I was a kid, and I was a little bit creeped out just because of the artwork in them, but the art is so incredible. And yeah, we, we, we went through and talked about some of our favorite books, some of the favorite covers of the Goosebump books, because they were all absolutely incredible. Uh, just some of the great work of R.L. Stein as well as some of the movies. Uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just kind of a love fest for both of these books, um, as they've been a, a crucial part of our lives and something that makes us look forward to Halloween every single year. I've been going through Amazon trying to figure out how I can restore my entire collection. I, I don't know what happened to it over the years. I, I think I must have you know, either sold it or given it to Goodwill, you know, as I got a little bit older, and I really regret that now. So hopefully I can restore my collection of Goosebump books. And yeah, it, it, it was just something that we absolutely loved. And of course, there's the new Goosebumps movie out right now, Goosebumps 2. Uh, I, I don't think it's doing very well in the box office uh, or in the critics' reviews, but what the hell, it's another spooky Halloween movie. Get out and see it, why not? Get in the spirit, have some fun with it. So yeah, it's, it's something that we love. If you love the Goosebump books, uh, tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what some of your favorite uh, Halloween books were. Uh, of course, we also brought up how Scary Tales You Tell in the Dark is actually being developed into a TV series right now uh, by Guillermo del Toro. So something else to look forward to, just more spooky haunts and everything on TV. It's just what we live for. Hopefully you're following us on social media at On The Mic Podcast so that you can keep up with the 31 Days of Horror that we've been doing all this month where we take you to a different spot around Los Angeles that is allegedly haunted and we tell you some of the history in just one minute about that spot. Today's episode is the La Bianca house uh, that is just right up the street from me uh, that was tied to the Manson family. So it's kind of a creepy, creepy story uh, that ended up happening with this, but make sure you go check it out. So we, we are having so much fun filming all of these. I can't believe that you know we're, we're halfway through all of these videos and we still have so many more to come. So it's been incredibly time consuming <laughs> going to 31 locations and, and, and finding out all of the history, quickly writing something up and trying to cram it all into one minute. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that we have to leave out that we want to be able to tell you. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do something more with that in the future because this has been a lot of fun and we just love being able to see all of these haunted places all throughout Los Angeles and Hollywood. Uh, it, it's really fun to learn the history. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Later this week, we have Beowulf Jones, who's an incredible producer behind the Risk podcast, uh, as, as well as the Turtle Storytelling Show over at the Ruby here in Los Angeles. Uh, he's also done a lot of great work in comedy, things with David Wayne, The State. You're going to want to stay tuned for that episode because, yeah, there's just some great stuff. Beowulf has so many stories, so many things I didn't know about him after working with him for several months uh, when we worked together over at, uh, over at the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown when that was still open. And yeah, it was just a great time talking to him. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, send us your favorite Goosebump books or scary tales or just any type of haunted 
ghost story book that you love to read, we'd love to check them out on our own. Thanks for all of your support. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you later this week. trying to find the full list that, that's of, exactly what i was going of to all do. of them because there's just so many uh let's see actually i'm just gonna use the old imdba imdba does mm-hmm. does, does imdba also have the books or does imdba just have the uh no it's just the the very high-end production film series of goosebumps Goosebumps, exactly. That's uh, probably going to be all distorted because I like, or, leaned or, into that so much. Of do, 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 do. <laughs> I loved that part when the dog, the dogs in the intro video, when the dog's eyes glow up and it's oh, like, yeah. or, 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 or. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so cool when I was little and it was kind of like scary. I think my all time favorite, though, has got to be The Haunted Mask. Uh, I, I did love The Haunted Mask. The Haunted Mask is was so good Car- the one with Carly Beth I think that's yeah yeah the, haunted, uh, the first haunted mask because then there's the other one where it's like the old man mask yeah but I think the the first one with Carly Beth is the best that one was that one I feel like the acting was actually pretty solid all all around some of them you know I've watched through the whole thing and they <laughs> it's it's one of those where it's so bad it's good. They lo- they do lose their luster. Oh man. <laughs> they lost. But that being said, the nostalgia and the like the love of like a show you watched when you were younger is still very uh I don't know, it's fun to go back and watch. It has a it has a it's like watching special you know, special spot in, in our hearts. Yeah, it was like the first introduction of, of horror and I remember my sister's because I have three older sisters, and they all watched it, and had, had they I, all had they all read them as well? I think they had read like a few of the books, but not through the whole thing. I shouldn't have started looking more things up on this. Uh, it's one of those I really wanna <laughs> I really wanna have the full collection. I think that'd be so rad. Yeah, I mean, we we hinted at it on the last episode that we were gonna talk Goosebumps and some of our some of our yeah. favorite like spooky books. But then there's also like there's a ton of like ghost story type books but there's none that are like that are quite like goosebumps that it's so it's just a full story and, a, and this you know just elaborate universe i mean it's it's basically like the stephen king universe for kids yeah but then it's it's still so much fun to to have today and it's it's not, it's not i haven't seen the I new movies the the first one I was seen fun Black. I, I enjoyed the first one the new one. Uh, Did you see the new one? I, I have the sizzle reel for it, and the sizzle reel is a little rough, which says a lot because it's a sizzle reel, and that's usually the best moments. Uh, uh, but I think it's at like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It's still going to make a lot of money. It still that. is going to make a lot of money, and I will still watch it when I get a screener for it. But How much would you guess is R.L. Stein's net worth? Mm, I'm going to say $160 million. So just a little bit higher. Hundred and eighty million. A little bit higher. Two hundred million. Two hundred million dollars. Wow. Goosebumps. The Kids horror books. Well earned. Oh, well absolutely. Earned. Oh, yeah. Some people I'm like when I think screw about you and your net worth, but like someone who who goes into the professional world being like, I'm going to write children's horror books 
and I I can't even imagine how many people laughed at him and told him that that was just like the dumbest idea. I, I actually would, I haven't really looked into it, but I'd like to hear how he wound up into the Goosebumps uh, series yeah, and I, how that I don't how know that, that came I've to ever be. found interviews by him. I, I I know there have been some done, but I don't. I'm know just that now I've thinking ever, that I've yeah. never really looked. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really looked either, and. Yeah, he he's just it's so fascinating that yeah, he had this inkling of I will write children's There's horror and all there's that. something about just the horror genre that is so captivating. There's a reason why they always they always make money no matter how bad they are. There's something <laughs> not that any of these are bad. No, not I'm not talking just goosebumps. I'm talking like just horror all across the board whether it's a rated R movie or, you know, anything, PG-13 movie, a kids book. There's something about being scared that we all love. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something that's fun about, I like to be scared. Some people, you know, uh, they're very sensitive to horror and they don't want to, um, they just hate it all around. But I think there's even people who hate it. There's still some bit of you that's like, it, see, see, it's this, this haunted mask book. Yes. I actually had that, uh, that mask that I think I got at the book fair. When I was in elementary, I think if you bought I it, loved the book you, fairs. You, you got the, I would spend so much damn money on just goosebump books. You mean it, your it parents was, would spend money? <laughs> no, I, I, I earned my money. Did, it, as, the as a book kid. fair? Oh yeah. yeah How I, did you earn money as a kid? I did chores and shit. <laughs> oh, okay. So like allowance type. Yeah. I thought you were talking like employed. I'm like, Tim, that's gotta be illegal. I w- my first job was when I was 14. Like my first was job it? job. I was a referee for junior jazz basketball. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was a little 14-year-old smartass that uh <laughs> travel. Yeah, it was it was fun. It's like like you had like really big restrictions on how many hours you could work and stuff being that young, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I was, was also You can make a like $200 a month yeah, something. But but even when I was like 8 or 9, like I would I would uh, collect basketball and baseball and football cards and any of the doubles that I'd have, I would have like the Beckett that uh, showed you all the pricing. And I several times with my friends created like my own card shop in like our basement in our driveway where I would just sell off my doubles. So I was always coming up yeah. with different ways Little to hustler, make money. Tim. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I always had my ways that I was going to make money. <laughs> I have my ways. Uh, See this new this new version of the haunted mask. I, I don't like it. Look, that looks more like the Green Goblin from Spider Man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, the old one and the artwork. Who is the artist actually? See, in the haunted mask too. This is the one you had, wasn't it? That that was the mask that you talked about in the last episode. I had a mask that was similar yeah, was to similar that. To I wouldn't say that it was that mask, but it was like an old old creepy yeah. face. But yeah, I, I always loved all the artwork, and I loved it when you'd get the covers and they had like the raised lettering. Do, do you remember that? If you would get the cover that had the raised lettering where where it said goosebumps and it was in like bumpy. Oh fonts. yeah, the raised yeah. like braille type feel. I know that I've got some of mine somewhere, and now I've got to when I when I when I get home from recording this, I'm gonna have to try and dig them up because I don't know which ones I still have. Tim Jacobus, that's the the artist who uh, who did all the he originals. painted sixty of the sixty two original goosebump covers, and he he painted them painted them oh wow that's oh i i want to find this as a as a print 
So I, I like that we're talking about all the things that we're right. looking at at the right. moment. This is really fun to listen to. So, talking but, about people. But this one, so somebody made a comic book style uh, of the Haunted Mask Goosebumps cover. That's pretty rad. That is pretty I'm rad. I'm not a uh, comic booker, but uh, I'd, that would be cool to have. Do, do you remember which one was the first one that you read? Mm, I want to say it was uh, like Welcome to Camp. Was it wel- Welcome to Dead House? No, it was a camp. It was like a summer camp. Oh. Like the it was the scary summer camp place. Yeah, what that was one, that? one, I think, was... It may not have been the first, but it was potentially one of the first few. Oh, now that I'm just... Now that I'm thinking about it, I just remembered... Uh, I have no idea what the book's called. I don't even remember the anything about... I just remember uh, checking it out in elementary school, and it was this scary book about this kid who... There's, like, this creepy old church in his neighborhood... And he thinks there's like rumor that the there's like vampire monks that live in there, <laughs> and so I, I would I would like to know like they're they're, they're like they're hum type thing. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, and so the whole thing's about him trying to just uncover the truth Seems and whatnot. But it was counterproductive with their vampire monks because I mean monks wear like flowing robes and. If you've got to hang upside down, I mean, all your junk's hanging out. Mm, that's a good point. They just go the <laughs> coffin route. Ah, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. But for, that would for, be... for some reason, what went into my head was monks hanging upside down with their junk hanging out. <laughs> but the robe would be covering their faces, so no one would be able to see. Ah, yes. So it would be free, but also safe. And, th- and that's how the popular monk game show, Whose Junk Is It?, <laughs> became, a <laughs> became a hit. <laughs> Uh, what was the one of your first Goosebumps so books? I think it was I, I want to say it was Night of the Living Dummy that I think was my first one that's definitely one of the episodes of the series that freaked me out of the yeah. the TV series yeah because that, that's one of the very first books I think that was like I'm looking at some of these trying to remember which one uh, because I know that I read Welcome to Dead House which I believe is the very first one and I know I read that pretty early on uh, but yeah, there's 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 so many of them. Say cheese and die uh, was another one that I that I know I read. Did you early know on. that Ryan Gosling's in the TV series episode of no. Say Cheese and Die? He's the main kid. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, and, and go find back that and now. watch it. It's great because I think the show was shot in Canada. Yeah, because they all they all have like incredibly thick Canadian yeah. accents. Well, R. L. Stein is Canadian, isn't he? Or is he just like uh, Upper East Coast? I'm not sure. Let me see. I'm I just realized I just took a really like deep breath in the microphone, so people are going to be listening to this, and they're just going to get this because <sighs> I can't cut it out. Because and then I did it again, but yeah, you guys can enjoy that. <laughs> you're, you're so I, awkward. I, I also I also loved uh, piano lessons can be murder because it, it re, I related to that. <laughs> <laughs> this one strikes a chord. Hey. hey. <laughs> Awful awkward silence. Uh, but yeah, R. L. Stein, uh, he he just had like a, a special gift with the with scarecrows. That one, freaked oh me yeah, out that too. one was that the, one was another good one. Yeah, I like the scarecrows one. That one, that one, I remember watching. I think only the second half of like the the TV series. I only watched the second half of it with my sisters. It was back when it was like Saturday morning cartoons, and you know there'd also be like some Goosebumps shows. Yeah, because they would air them like during the day in the morning, so kids didn't get like 
too freaked out. <laughs> I I I, rem- I remember some of those where yeah it was they were warning people that it, that it might be scary and it might be sensitive and it's like I look at that now and I'm just like yeah I probably still would have a uh, still would have watched it no matter what. You know what other show I really that really freaked me out. But I, it was one of those, you know, when you're like you're a little kid and your parents are like, you can't watch this. It's scary. You, you immediately are like, well, I'm going to watch this or find a way. Yeah, my mom, she, if there was any like a scary show on or anything like that, um, she would make me like, you can't watch it. You need to go like sit in your room or something. And my family wasn't like a super big horror fan family, you know, but every now yeah. and then it'd be like a scary show on or but my sisters they, they didn't want you to have nightmares right exactly like every parent they don't want to have to like wake up in the night to like deal with you being scared so and, and wondering like, why you peed their bed exactly i peed the bed quite a bit when i was little and their bed i th- they I, I think i did and they kicked me off so i had to sleep on the side of the bed <laughs> and that freaked like me a out common dog that f- yeah <laughs> and that freaked me out even more because that's right around the time when i watched child's play yeah and i was definitely afraid of chucky coming out from under the bed bed. yeah exactly that freaked me out so that was that one stuck with me for a while under the bed it's your dad's monster from his childhood and it's just like (laughs) nope (laughs) there's many nights where i slept in my parents room just go crawl in there they even they just left like did you say what show it was though it's child's play yes okay well, I, I, I thought I thought you were just alluding to laying by the side of their bed scared you, but that was no. I actually saw so yeah. In series of events, I probably got scared of something else, some nightmare or dream or something. Went into their room, probably peed their bed, and then <laughs> then I was demoted, and they just left a universal sleeping bag off to the side of the bed. So like at any given night, I could just walk in and go lay down in that, and not like wake them up or anything. <laughs> I, I would I would like to think that at points you just woke up in the middle of the night and you were just like. I'm going to my second bed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this pillow's not cold anymore. I bet there's a cold one by the side of mommy's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Next to papa. <laughs> but so, yeah, somehow I, I watched uh, Child's Play. I think it was on at my grandma's house. And like the, for whatever reason, my whole family was watching it. Like my extended family, everyone was watching it. Was it was a huge, huge movie. So I, I, I mean, I was still too young to, to know really. Was it a pretty big I, I deal was still, when it came out? I was still fairly young when it first came out. So I mean, it had been out for a little while. I want to say once, once you would have seen it. So, but it, uh, I, I remember all the kids when I was in elementary, like, they, they, they loved the idea of Chucky, even though nobody had ever seen it. And and so that was yeah. It looks like 1988 was when Child's Play came out. So you weren't even a thought yet. Maybe it was like the second one or something. Well, it could have been a... The second one came out, in, I think, even before you were born. Oh, really? Yeah. It made it there, there's, all, there's also the... There's like Bride of Chucky and there's... There, there, yeah, there's I remember it being probably... But it, very, it very well could have just been six-ish? the original and it was just on TV. But yeah, I mean, it was something that I loved the look of when I was younger. Like, I hadn't seen it, but I was just like, yeah, that's Chucky. Like... <laughs> I I I, ha- I had a I had a my buddy when I was a kid. So do you, do you do you remember the my buddy dolls? No. So it was it was I mean just like it says it was it was your buddy. So it was it was. I remember the, like the Furbies and those were creepy as so shit. Those were terrifying. My buddy wasn't creepy, but maybe he was, and I just don't remember it. But uh, but it was essentially like one of those coming to life and being evil. 
So of course, Cabbage Patch Kids were were still oh, big yeah. then too. So it, it was like I had those type of things around me. I never had a Cabbage Patch Kid, but uh, uh, my buddy, like those things, like were creepy as shit. So he had something like Child's Play, and then even though like Night of the Living Dummy was a thing with ventriloquist dummies, still any of those type of things coming to life, it was there's, like there's something really terrifying about an inanimate object that yeah has life. Yeah, e- even earlier today, I was driving down Fountain. Uh, like in between Fairfax and La Cienega. I don't know exactly where I was at. And there was a driveway that just had like 20 white mannequins, yeah. like faceless mannequins. And I realized there was a guy in the very back that was painting one of them, like uh, slate gray, but just pulling up and all I see is this just like row of white mannequins. <laughs> and it creeped me the fuck out. I was just like, what? <laughs> what did I do wrong, God? And, and like, there's even the very first uh, episode of Doctor Who. Once it was, uh, w- once it was brought back, uh, it's called Rose. Uh, involves a bunch of uh, mannequins that come to life. And so, even then, watching that, like, what, I ten years ago happens. or so, like, it creeped me the fuck out. Then, so now, like, driving up on it, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, you are not supposed to be outside. <laughs> if you want a really uh, spooky. Uh, tale on like a haunted doll, haunted you know something like that. Listen to the episode of Lore. I can't remember what it's called. It's maybe episode like four or five. It's like right off the beginning of the of the podcast. That one's creepy. And the doll, it's like the Annabelle doll. You know, it's okay. it's got to be kept away in a certain place. And it, like the story behind it is wild. <laughs> it is <laughs> like it. The stories that Lore manages to get, I'm always just uh, like, I don't know where he finds them, yeah. but like they they are creepy. They are so creepy. This one, this one, this doll. It like, let me try and pull it up real quick. Talk about something else for a second, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't just bore you with. Well, I, I was just still thinking about about goosebumps and about how long it would take to actually get to like recollect all of those books. So, because I don't even know how many it got up to by the time like I was just kind of older and had moved on to other things, but like I, I still I still want to go back and and even and even reread them like not that I have the time to do so, but but the, the there's there's my few that I still reread every year of like haunted books. I think I'd mentioned on the last episode with uh with time for Andrew from uh, Mary Drowning Han, and she had a whole collection that I just, that I absolutely loved. But Goosebumps, there's just so many that I don't know how long it would take me to go back through that entire series. Through all of Goosebumps? Yeah, through through all of it. That's a lot of books, and they're all probably, what, like 120, 130, 150 pages. I think I, when I was looking at one of them, it said like 130 pages. So, but I, I mean, I'm still all for going through and... Yeah, so the doll is called Robert the Doll, and he's obviously haunted and it's, it's kept cl- in it. it's clearly rapey too robert the doll <laughs> this doll will sneak into your bed and fondle your junk in your sleep <laughs> sign yeah. me up <laughs> he if you there's also legend around if you you can go visit the doll um but they do the museum warns you about taking pictures with it because people who take pictures with it i can't remember how but there's either a way they they have to ask like Robert, can I take a picture with you? And you'll just get a feeling of like sure, or maybe a bad feeling of no. And if it's no, and you do, and there's been like numerous accounts of people who did it, and just horrible luck follows them, where like 
cars breaking down, all the stuff like immediately after. And uh, I think, yeah, some, yeah, just really weird stuff with people who've taken pictures with the doll. I don't want to go like even ask it. <laughs> I'm afraid to look at it. This is and it's again, it's always like these really weird simple looking dolls. It's not like trying yeah. to be creepy. It's like little raggedy Ann kind of style. So goddamn creepy. Yeah. Ugh, I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> Check that up. It's I think the episode's called Unboxed. Yeah, that I'll, one's pretty I'll good. T- yeah, I'll, I'll have to go through that one. Yeah, that's Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for, for, forget the goosebump books and stuff with the creatures that were possessed. That uh, one thing I found really fun about uh, goosebumps is that there's so many stories that they're pretty much the exact same story with like a different, like this one's about vampires or this one's about like for instance, there's like a, a little bit of a formula I feel like R.L. Stein uses where uh, it's kind of like the Red Riding Hood effect of like or the boy who cried wolf kind of thing where it's like a kid who's like seen something weird or strange and they're trying to prove to everyone like, no, yeah. this thing happened. This thing happened. They, they don't want to be the boy that and, cried wolf. Right, right. And the, the parents are like, no, it didn't, Timmy. You're an idiot. And, uh, you've spoken to my parents, <laughs> <laughs> Tim, <laughs> it did not happen. But it did mommy. It did. Uh, I saw the dolly. The it more talked. you use this weird British accent, the more I don't believe you. Uh, but <laughs> this yeah formula of like you know believe me believe me and then in the end it's like the parents who are like well son there's something we have to tell you we are the vampires and they're like no and they find out that they're like in a family of vampires and that's why all this weird stuff's happening and then the episode ends with the with the one friend that's just like I told you your family sucked <laughs> and then it free, for, freeze frames <laughs> I love it I love how bad they are that being said like as cheesy as the show can be, you know, fall asleep watching that that in the Twilight Zone. If you fall asleep watching either of those shows, you get weird dreams. E- even better, take an Ambien, then fall asleep <laughs> watching the Twilight Zone, and I you'll s- wake up at your neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> I would say to smoke a bowl and then watch it, but I usually just fall asleep and go into a coma and don't remember anything that I watched. <laughs> So the the Twilight Zone is another one that I, I I regularly go back through some of those episodes. It's gold. I, it is I, gold. I love it. That show was ahead of its time. R- Rod Sterling's voice should not be that comforting to me. <laughs> it's the fact that it's comforting that makes it more chilling. It's yeah. Like this, it's a really he's got a great voice. And then I turn on CNN and Kanye's in the White House spouting spouting who knows what and hugging. I am God. I am and the I'm dragon. Like, oh, I am, what are you? Twilight Zone's on again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're talking Black Mirror. Yeah, e- either way, <laughs> either way, it's uh, it's it's one of those shows that like it just it's not it's, real. It's great. I love the idea of taking a very human theme, something that's like just taking a small subject and expanding it into like a heightened little reality world yeah. of like. So what I hate is sometimes I see the things on Black Mirror, and part of my brain's like, I'm, I'd be down for that, but then there's also part of me that's like. No, you wouldn't. Like, there's going to be repercussions. It may seem like a good idea. Yeah, and I love, like, cause and effect kind of storytelling. I love, like, choices early on that may seem small become really big, decisive things later in a a show or a movie. I think that stuff's really fun, and that's pretty much all Twilight Zone. It's, like, all these people who are, like, experiencing this thing, and then it just grows and grows and grows, and they usually make poor decisions acting upon that and... It, it, it's, it's part of the fact that it's so rooted in truth 
to a degree. Yeah, it is. It's that's what makes it creepy. Yeah, that's what eerie. makes it so creepy is they they get you into the episode right away because you can relate to this this person who just went to the bank and when she came out everybody was gone. And then you're in this li- yeah, little And then suddenly you're in a spacesuit. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite episode is The Howling Man. That one is really good. That I don't one, know if I remember that one. That one, I, will, I won't like describe the whole story, but it's basically this guy who sh- gets lost, goes to this old creepy mansion, kind of like Rocky Horror-esque, you know, yeah. where you're like, oh no, my car broke down. Shows up at this place, and it's like this really secluded mansion of like monks in this kind of castle place. and hang, uh, hang, Hanging upside down with their junk out? Exactly. Bingo. And... He goes in there, and they're like, you need to leave. Get out of here. And he's like, oh, I'm just, like, so tired from the drive, whatever. Passes out. And he keeps hearing this, like, man howling somewhere in the building. And he's like, what is that? And they all deny it. They're like, you heard nothing. There's nothing going on. And then eventually that guy, he finds this guy in a cellar who's like, let me out. Let me out. These guys are crazy. They're keeping me in here. And he's like, then he goes, and the monk, the main guy tells him, he's like, you need to be careful. That man is not a man. That is the devil himself. Yeah. Have you that, seen that one? Yeah, it's basically to uh, Castle Rock, the, the new show Castle Rock. That's essentially what Castle Rock is, but it's everything within Stephen King's universe, but it's there's the guy, he's not howling or anything, but they find the prisoner of Shawshank just down this like empty, abandoned uh, room where he's been in this cage for all these years. So and hasn't aged a day, and it it's really yeah. And oh Bill's, man, I gotta watch it. Bill Skarsgård is so fucking creepy. <laughs> like he hardly says a word in most of the show, and that's good writing. And he he's one of those few and actors acting, yeah. that he just has that look in his eyes. Like ninety percent of the of the episodes, he's just acting with his. He's just reacting. I should more or less say like his acting right, is right. just all reactions, and it is just. sometimes that's all you need sometimes the person who's not talking is the most powerful person which is why i will never be a powerful person (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck up tim um if if i had to be quiet for like five minutes i'd be i don't know what to do that would be really hard to think about it to just not talk for an extended period of time d what is it like very good doggo nice job (laughs) So what one other book I wanted to touch on uh, before we wrap up this this latest Halloween episode. Uh, it, it's another one, like aside from Goosebumps, that I think both of us probably read a fair amount of, but was the scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. So because and those, I love the artwork in it too. Yeah, the artwork in it, it it was always amazing. So and it it was something that uh that that always like that was what drew me in there was there was the first book that had like the the head with that was all black and white that just had a little bit of blue and red the clown. And, he was, and he was smoking the uh the pipe mm-hmm. and it, that drew me in immediately so and, and all of those were so much fun yeah and, the artwork was like very enticing and, and i'm so excited that guillermo del toro is making those books into a tv show that's it's a great idea yeah and and if there's anybody that should be doing it, it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I think as he long do a great as he doesn't make a mute woman fuck one of them, I am behind <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. We won't go into that's that. right. There's we, still bitterness here for the Shape yeah, of Water. I, I'm kind of over it now. <laughs> it still disappoints me, but it was like an, it was an enjoyable movie. It just was way way overhyped. 
Yeah, and I've seen the creature from the Black Lagoon before, and I never wanted to know if it got fucked. So <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> now I know. The entire time through Creature from the Black Lagoon, Austin was just like, but what does his penis look like? I just want to know, like... Maybe in the next 30 years, a very established Academy Award-winning actress will motion to me in a movie about what his penis looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly Octavia Spencer was born. (laughs) (laughs) I feel my calling is here. (laughs) Yeah, she she did not deserve that. <laughs> I love Octavia Spencer. I, I, I really absolutely do. love she's, Octavia Spencer. I've met her and she's awesome. Yeah. Um, that was just a strange. That was just a strange movie yeah. all around. A lot of but, strange. But I, I am at least excited for Guillermo del Toro to yeah. be making that into a TV show. It's it, it's going to be one that I'm really really looking forward to. Guillermo, cast me in it. <laughs> I'll play the clown. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to hear this that. Will, this will definitely like, get me an audition. Yeah, that's definitely going to get to the audition right there. He's <laughs> just going to be like, I, I'm scared of this boy. <laughs> so I cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for that. But those, those are some, some others that like I intend to uh, I intend to buy all of those. Oh, yeah. I, I need to find the old hardbound bound ones. I remember checking them out from the library when I was a kid. And they were like, they were kind of yellowing. Because mm-hmm. they had those like plastic covers. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah if you're gonna go with a collection, I feel like a hard cover would be a really I, it'd be way more expensive. But yeah, I'm always I always buy the hard cover. Every book I buy is a hard cover. You've helped me move. You know how heavy a lot of my boxes are because they're all hard. I move them. Yeah, but paper bound books just are not. They're not as fun. <coughs> and they just they look a little sharper. If they're all hardbound. Yeah, they, they all look sharp. Like, I'm actually, I, when I first started biting, biting, biting <laughs> when I first started chewing upon the Harry Potter books, I had the first bit of the collection in paperback, and I've since gone back and mm-hmm. repurchased the first four books all in the original hardbound. Because I was like, no, I can't, I can't have half of the collection in, like, the nice hardbound mm-hmm. and then the rest of them in these paperbacks. I need a... I need to read more. I miss reading just normal books. I only read scripts or acting books nowadays. I th- th- they'll still count, but I, I I'm I'm getting back into my habit. I actually started this week of getting back into the habit of reading a book a week. Yeah. So I I love I can't reading read very fast. I'm I love reading so much that I, it just wraps me into it. Like I was at Ellie Kemper's book event the other night, and already I'm like a third of the way through her book, just like waiting waiting for the event to start, and I just started reading it. <laughs> I was like. I got time to kill. Just started going through it. And that's a f- fucking hilarious book. L.A. Camper's amazing. So, re- reading whether it's you know a horror book or just anything, people should read more. So e- even even if it is reading something like you know a childish book like Goosebumps or <laughs> <laughs> the greatest hey, children's hey, book we're, of we're, all. We're talking fiction here, not like extreme fiction. <laughs> <laughs> not sci-fi. Not uh, not sci-fi. <laughs> To anybody that believes in the Bible, deal with it. You know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you. Yeah, we still love you. But we're, we, we, we still have our, our way of making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. It's all in good fun. You can make fun of me. That's fine. Yeah. You, you can be like, who's that fat guy down the street that you can see from a mile away? I'll be like, it's me. <laughs> He's shorter yeah. than Grimace, but I think that's Grimace. I'll be like, nope, just the same size. Yeah. What? <laughs> 
So, well, I think I think I'm going to go on mm. on Amazon now and go buy myself some more Goosebump books. But this is a, this is a free plug for R.L. Stein because yeah. his two hundred million dollars worth, the, he needs this plug. He really does. He called us and said, "Hey, please promote my new show." Yeah, yeah. Go 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 see Goosebumps two in the theaters, even though it may be a disappointment. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. You need you need something Halloweeny to see. Mm, Halloweeny. Yeah. Of course, Halloween. The new Halloween movie's coming out too. I know. I, I'm really not getting my hopes up. Not because I, I, actually, I don't. Not because I don't think it's not going to be good. I just I want to go in as like unbiased, clean slate, and just watch it yeah. and enjoy it. I'm getting I'm getting my hopes up just because it looks great. It looks great, and I really like the way from the stuff I've seen. Just the the way it's shot. You can tell yeah. a lot about a horror movie. In the the style of uh, the style cinematography, of, yeah, the style of cinematography, the color grading, oh, it looks fucking. Wonderful. Of course, there's got to be story, but you can just yeah. get a little bit of a gauge on what. And it, Jamie what kind Jamie of Lee Curtis is back. Like it's every every bit of the piece. Every piece Michael's of the still is, not dead. He still isn't dead. That's he's still wearing an inside out William Shatner mask. So. <laughs> 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 All right. Well. Go Thanks read, for listening. Yeah, go read some Goosebump Le- books or some scary tells you tell in the dark. Leave a review. <laughs> Thank you, Regis. <laughs> go read a book. It's in a book, reading rainbow. <laughs>